You are listening to episode 748 of the Juicebox podcast. On today's show, we're going to be speaking with Rebecca, who is the parent of a child with type 1 diabetes who also has autism. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice medical or otherwise, always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Are you a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1? If you are, please take a few moments to completely fill out the survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. I'd like to take a moment to thank you because last month in August of 2022, the Juicebox podcast hit a momentous milestone, a half a million downloads in one calendar month. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing, and supporting the show. It really means the world to me. Thank you. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. Get your diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. That's how we do it. To get started, all you have to do is call 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. When you call that number or click on that link, you'll be able to get a free benefits check and get started with U.S. Med. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. If you're looking for an insulin pen that gives you much of the functionality of an insulin pump, you want the InPen. InPenToday.com. Head over, learn more, and get started today. Hey, Rebecca. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. It seems early to me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I'm okay. I feel like at this point in my life, it's always too early. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I don't ever. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I'm three years into COVID, and <laughs> and like nothing's this like right. Like my no. like my wife's like I'm gonna go to work, and I was like okay, so she went, and she comes home. She goes, nobody was there. I'm like, I'm like, all right. It's the companies can't even get people to go back to work. They're like, go back to work. And the people are like, all right. All right. And they just don't go. Oh, work and, from home yeah, or yeah. they're just not showing up? It's work from home stuff. Like these oh, people okay. have been working from home for so long that they, you know, they're just like, nah. You like it now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so everyone calls their boss with a reason. Ah, oh, we, we can't come in. I got this, you know. And then the 60 people are supposed to show up in an office building. There's four people there. And those four people are like, well, oh, I'm not going to. No. I'm not coming back if nobody else is coming back, you know. Um, and, and so my wife's like, now she's in the dining room again. And now it's not even the dining room anymore. We got rid of the dining room table. Like she's using it as a desk. She put a <laughs> sofa in there. You, you know, like I'm like, uh, I'm like, she's never going to go back. Like uh, <laughs> we need time apart. I miss, I miss working. I, I, people are crazy. But, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> and, so, and, and I think the worst thing is my wife is a real like type A, like hardworking person. So all this does is like you would think like, oh, it eliminates her commute. 
and, you know, probably saves her all kinds of time. It just gives her three more hours a day to work. Okay, Scott, I'm sorry. Yeah. Give me one second. The nurse business. is calling me from school do already. Your business. Do your business. Hello? You understand, but yeah. are you there? Yeah, don't oh, be okay. sorry. No, yeah. I was... It was... <laughs> don't have to be sorry. Was, uh, there's a sub at nurse today, and she... I, she saw the Dexcom and the phone and the Omnipod, and she's like, oh, which one's which? (laughs) (laughs) So, well, we'll we'll just tell you what. Uh, Introduce yourself, and then we'll jump right in. Um, I am Rebecca Burnworth. I'm a stay-at-home mama to um, Asher and Archer. And Asher's my little little diabetic. He's four years old, and um, he's also got autism on top of it. That's why I was messaged you and like hey i don't know if you'd like to talk to anyone who has autism on top of diabetes but like i'm willing of course i will so ash first of all did you name your children so that one day they'd be on a cw show what's going on (laughs) it was just laziness because we had such a hard time picking out asher's name when it came to little archer we're like we'll just stick with a (laughs) honestly did you really just replace the s with an r and a c right uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. Archer is one more letter, but they're pretty common. They're, I mean, they're pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Were like, I also like people getting confused. So <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep most of these letters. And um, <laughs> so, is Archer younger or older than Asher? He's younger. He's okay. two. He's two. Okay. So, yep. I, I we're going to start off by saying that what I know about autism fits in a thimble. So I'm going to be asking a lot of questions, okay? Okay. I feel like I'm still learning, too. Well, that's but fine. I, I, I'm sure I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Honestly, Rebecca, at the end of this time, can you imagine if we, the takeaway was that I knew more about autism than you did? <laughs> that would oh, be ridiculous. I mean, I would actually be happy about that because I, I feel like I'm plugged into the type 1 diabetes community, and I've learned a lot from them. But autism, not plugged in with anyone yet. I got you. Interesting. And and so it it's been a lot easier to learn about diabetes than autism. I've also had a harder time with the autism diagnosis than the diabetes one. All right. Let's find <laughs> out about all of that. Um, so you have a baby and uh-huh. how quickly did it become evident that Asher had autism? I feel like I caught it late and it's because we have moved six times since Asher was born um, and, and now going to be seven times. So we weren't plugged into community. We didn't have a lot of people we could hang out with. He didn't hang out with other kids and my little one just came home. You're probably going to hear him. That's fine. (laughs) Um, And so we thought that he was just having a hard time learning to talk because he didn't have a lot of people to talk to Okay. other than mom and dad. Um, looking back, I'm, I feel like I could have caught it around two years old instead of when I did, which was this past year. So more around three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus it was during COVID. So you top that all off. We moved during COVID and literally met no one at that time. So it's just a lot of no community for him to talk to. Rebecca, so it took are- a while. Are you a military family? Are you running from the law? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I I was the National Guard, so I didn't move a lot for that. It's just my husband. Um, um, we got married. I feel like decently young. We both just gotten out of college, and it's just trying to find a stable job since then. And he's a contractor. Okay. So I know I know a lot of people 
we'll hear contractor and know what that means, but it just basically he works for himself and usually is on one to two year contracts with people. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of moving around. He's following then. work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. So what do you, well, hold on a second. How old is Asher when he gets type one? He was two and a half years old. Okay. So you, let's figure out how you learned about that. What, what yeah. were the signs that got you to a type one diagnosis? Um, I actually had, I had gestational diabetes with little Asher. Um, and Daniel is actually the one that caught it. My husband, I feel like he just had watched me with my pregnancy and connected the dots with Asher. He had gotten really thirsty and he would get tired and just lay down on the ground, um, while trying to play with his toys and Daniel came to me. He's like, Becca, I think he might have diabetes. I'm like, why? No. He's like, yeah, he's, that's one of the signs is they drink a lot and he's just drinking so much and peeing so much. I'm like, "Ah, no. And, but I of course went and looked, I just didn't want it to be diabetes. I went and started researching. I'm like, okay. So I called the doctor um, and took him in and it was one of those instances where the doctor just wouldn't listen to mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm like, Hey, I'm worried my son has diabetes. So I brought him in to get tested. And the doctor was like, no, I think he just has a UTI. So bring him in tomorrow and we'll test him for a UTI. I'm like, no, I would like you to test him for diabetes. Cause I really think that's it. These are all the things we've been seeing with him. Um, and we're worried. So we'd like to get him tested just to check. He's like, okay, we'll bring him in in the morning. And I brought him in in the morning after he had fasted. He's a hungry baby who um, is miserable because I'm not letting him drink anything. And it was a nurse practitioner um, who was very sweet instead of the doctor this time. And she was like, okay. She sat down. She's like, so you think Asher has a UTI? I'm like, no, um, I think he has diabetes. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I I brought him in because I want to test him for diabetes. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's not in my chart at all. I'm like, (laughs) Uh, of course not. I'm like, "Um, I want him tested for diabetes. I've had him tested for UTIs here recently. And I, I don't think that's it. And she's like, okay, but we'll test him for diabetes. And just to, as a backup, we'll test him for UTI. And I'm like, okay. So um, she tested his A1C there as well as his blood sugar. And his blood sugar was really high. Um, and so she's like, well, based on the blood sugar, I am worried, but we'll get back to you. And um, they, of course, had the appointment later. And the same doctor who wouldn't listen to me was at the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so frustrated. He didn't apologize or anything when he had been such a stinker. Um, and he didn't remember me either. Um, Wait, he didn't, from how, from when? It, it was uh, like a week and oh. he didn't remember me. Well, that's, dis- um, that's, that's, been, that's been most of our experience with, with medical stuff since, since I feel like I got pregnant. Well, you're but probably, Asher's, are you always Asher's new? Diabetes. The, I'm, I'm sorry. Just let me ask you real no, quick. Are sorry. you, are you always new in the, because you're moving so much maybe the doctors not have a chance to get to know you? Maybe, maybe that's it. But even like. I know a lot of people have issues with emergency rooms, but like I've had issues with the emergency rooms where it almost killed me because I was bleeding internally and they just don't listen to me. I don't know if I just have that like face that's like I'm dramatic or something, but they don't listen to me. I don't know. But um, 
Can we for a second? That's interesting. Do you find that? <laughs> do you find that in the rest of your life as well? Do people no. not? Is it your voice or your? Because I've said this I, on here before, but I do more of my business over the phone because uh-huh. I have a deep voice. But in, I think maybe I'm too nice. Okay. I know that, but I, I genuinely think a lot of times I'm just too nice and um, don't put my foot forward as strong as I should, I guess. But I don't know. When it came to my baby, I was pretty, pretty forward. Mm-hmm. But with myself, I don't. I'm very quick to like jump in to battle for people I care about, but not for me. So they'll walk all over me. Um, but with Asher, I was pretty forceful about the diabetes. They okay. were like, no. And have been ever since. Gotcha. It's been a lot of fighting even to get the autism diagnosis, but we got it. <laughs> so you don't have type one in your life from maybe six months or so before you you figure out the autism. Is that right? Yeah. Um, let me just work out the time. Yeah. Because he got, he got diagnosed too. So it was probably about six months till we started really noticing Okay. And it was because it was because I was looking for a preschool for him and no one would take him because of diabetes. I was really struggling. Um and um I called the one preschool that was like a peer program where they have a bunch of kids come in that have special needs as well as kids without special needs. And I was trying to get him as one of the kids without special needs. And while I was filling out the form, it really sounded to me like Asher was special needs. I was like, oh, well, I don't think they're going to accept him. And the lady, um, Becky, she's wonderful. She works at the school. She called me. She's like, so I feel like you were very honest on this application. (laughs) And um, she's like, I feel like maybe we can bring Asher in and get him screened so he can become one of our students on the other side, if you're open to that. And um, so. Rebecca, let me ask a couple of questions here. Cause I think yeah. I'm following you, but you're not a hundred percent saying it. So, uh, so the, you're, as you're filling out a form in your mind, trying to be like type one diabetes, that's not special needs. And then, nope. and, and the form's asking you questions and you're like, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. And, <laughs> and then you hand the form to someone else. That person looks at it and says, this kid has autism. Uh, She didn't say he had autism. She said she wanted to get him screened and that she thought she thought speech delays based on what I wrote. Speech delays. And he did okay. have speech delays. Yeah. He has speech delays along with autism. Because I, I was really like, I understand the difference. But because <laughs> uh, as I heard that, I'm like, but that form is really well designed if it can just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you could just pluck that out. But so she saw speech delays. Okay. Then he goes into testing. I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is where we get to it. Yeah, it was about three months of testing. And at that point, I had already started. I took him into the doctor and already started the process of getting him into behavioral psychologist. But there was a year long waiting time to get him like medically diagnosed for autism. So the school diagnosed him for me. And he started school there, which has been a huge blessing this past year. He loves it so mm-hmm. much. And um, and no one else would take us. So he wouldn't have been in school if not for that. And um, he, the, the process of getting him diagnosed medically, I ended up having to travel about four hours away to a psychologist that would allow me to pay out of pocket. And um, 
she diagnosed him. We paid out of pocket rather than using our insurance to get him an early diagnosis so I could start getting him more help, like um, speech therapy and occupational therapy and ADA therapy. So I really had to rush it because I, I don't know if COVID's affecting the system or if it's always like this, but they say the earlier you intercept it, the better. And I was already late. So I was like, I'm going to mm. do some digging for for him. So how do they describe, again, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a neophyte on this here, but um, mm-hmm. is autism designated in severity or levels or how do, how is it thought of by the, by the medical um, community? From what I understand, it's different everywhere. The psychologist I went to gave him a level two autism out of three, mm-hmm. but some parents just based on Facebook, like autism pages that I've followed say that their, their doctors didn't even give them a level. They just say, Hey, they have diabetes on the form and, or not diabetes, I'm sorry, autism on the form. But, um, we got a level two diagnosis, okay. but not everyone gets a level on the autism spectrum. So if you described Asher to me, like what are the things that you see that, that now that you know he's autistic, what do you attribute to autism in his, um, in his life? His ability to communicate. He communicates different than everyone else. And I think one of the best examples that really helped me understand my son a little more, I was reading um, a book on autism. I don't remember it. I could send it to you after this. I, but um, the guy said he's like, this kid kept kept saying um, whenever he met people, he would quote the scene from um, The Wizard of Oz where the witch comes in, the good witch. And she says something to Dorothy to like say hello but it's like grand and exuberant and it's a quote. So it's a little longer than hello. Mm -hmm. And every time the kid saw someone new or, or, or saw like his mom after school or something, he would say that. And um, the doctor helped her understand the doctor that wrote the book helped his mother understand. He's telling you hello from what he understands to him. Wizard of Oz was just this very memorable moment where she comes over and says hello in this grand way. And that's how he's learned to say hello. So he's saying hello to you in that moment. And Asher, when he gets really upset, he'll start quoting things that he loves. Like he loved Winnie the Pooh for the longest time growing up. And um, he would quote this part where Rue got upset when he was upset with me because I'm like doing diabetes things or I'm not understanding what he's trying to say. He would start quoting this little scene from, from Winnie the Pooh. And I didn't understand why for the longest time until I read that book. I'm like, Oh, he's trying to tell me, mommy, I'm, I'm upset with you. Mm -hmm. I'm upset. You aren't understanding me. Um, so it's just his, his speech has been the biggest thing. I feel like, um, does that happen with everything or is it just, big things i mean he like does he go into king lear if he wants a drink of water or do you know what i mean (laughs) he speaks in like one word two words i'm lucky to get a sentence out of him because he doesn't understand how to form sentences so if he wants um i give him like the sugar-free lemonade if he wants lemonade he's like juice or um if if he's gone to the bathroom in his diaper and wants changed he says body um 
I'm trying to think food. Um, I've got this little board upstairs with all these pictures that he can like run and point to, to communicate to me if he wants something. And that all works well for him. Yeah. I mean, it could be better, but we started speech therapy. So I think that he's one of the autism spectrum children that's actually going to talk to me one day. It's just going to take a little time. Okay. Um, Cause he's super smart. It's just his speech is what gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything besides the speech that's indicative of autism? Um, he does seem to have some issues with fine motor skills, but overall he's pretty good with it. He just struggles with like a fork or a spoon. He he's awkward at holding them, but he's, he's not as severe as some autistic children I've seen. Okay. Um, and, and most, I feel like I don't, I don't want to like lump it all because they're all so different. Sure. All, all autistic children, but I know a lot of them aren't very social. They avoid eye contact. They're very scared of the world around them and very sensitive to touch, but I'm blessed in that Asher loves, he loves cuddling. He loves being held. He loves, being hugged. He loves adventure. He loves going new places mm-hmm. and seeing new people. Um, so there's a lot to him that, um, that he, a lot of the symptoms to autism that he didn't get. Um, I said my cats. I'm sorry. Being, my cats being really hyper. Oh, okay. We can't <laughs> see, we can't see your cat. So I thought no. you were having a stroke. No, no. Like, great. <laughs> She's just, she's usually pretty scared and she's just freaking out in here and having fun, which is rare. So you just sort of stopped talking. You're like, hey, cat, cats. And I was like, uh oh. That was we're a 20, moment. I'm sorry. We're 20, we're 20 minutes into this. I'm starting to get, pull this apart. Rebecca's going to lose her mind. Um, uh, anyway, so, okay. How is the, well, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question, I guess. So, no, um, no, 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 not, not like I'm going to insult you. I just, I'm trying to, I'm, <laughs> Rebecca, I don't know if you realize this. I'm trying to layer a story together. So at the end, you feel like you've been taken on an adventure, but I have not <laughs> at all given any thought to this prior to getting on this recording no, with fine. you. Um, so just talking, that's yeah. why I enjoy your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to know, um, your husband sees the lethargy and the urination and the drinking, he, he mm-hmm. connects that to your gestational diabetes, something he saw there. You get diagnosed. I mean, at that point you just have a, you know, you have a young child with diabetes and are you starting that journey with what, like, what do they send you home with? Is my first question. Um, well, I had just gotten out of the military Mm-hmm. And he's a contractor, so we had no health insurance when um, Asher got diagnosed. We were in between getting health insurance from the military and um, trying to find some for him. Um, so we they sent us home with the bare minimum while we tried to figure out. So we came home with a little vial of insulin and, um, and a bunch of oh, syringes mm-hmm. and... Uh, reader which i actually had a ton of like glucometers at home um as well as ketone test strips but that was all new to me because my gestational diabetes wasn't so bad that i needed insulin i um i just had to have a pretty strict diet while i was pregnant so all of that was pretty new to us um 
and it was I'm not gonna lie, pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so you, you dig into that first, and mm-hmm. did you find it? I mean, how overwhelming was it for you? New Very. baby, were you pregnant? No, but I had a little. I I think Archer, you did math. I um, he was only three months old at the time, maybe. I don't know. No, new, it would have been though. three months old. He would have been. He would have been a year and three months. Old, oh, okay, maybe. but that's still yeah. that's a very new baby on top of yeah. a young a young child who now has diabetes. Um, so you're a little overwhelmed. By the way, every time you say I was in the National Guard and my husband's a contractor, I just assume he's a hired killer for the government. You understand, right? The- <laughs> No, he's not. Well, I'm just saying it sounds like you're jumping around the country offing people, but I mean. <laughs> Maybe oh, I not. think he would love me and told that he <laughs> we're total nerds and play like Dungeons and Dragons, and he's always a rogue. So he... <laughs> Don't even please never tell me what he does, okay? Because <laughs> I just like I just like assuming like in, under the cover of night, you guys like swoop into like Minneapolis and no. take out a congressman and then just leave. You know what I mean? Uh, but... I think what he does is pretty cool, but no, he's not like Tom Cruise. And gotcha. Stuff. <laughs> So she, but he moves around a lot. It sounds like his job is active. Are you kind of on your own with the diabetes, or are you guys doing it together? No, he actually works from home. Oh, okay. Yeah, he brings the bodies there. That's nice. (laughs) No, No. Um, but no, okay. So, so are you guys are sort of in in it together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's very involved. He's a really good daddy. Excellent, excellent. Do you have like? cgm now or how are you managing present yeah day? yeah we got the dexcom was one of the first things we got i feel like um i feel like i got it pretty quick too i think it was four months in um yeah we've been on the dexcom for a while now and i feel like if i had to choose anything that would be the one thing that i could not do without for him mm-hmm. does asher have trouble telling you if he's low or high or how he feels i feel like he doesn't really have to um, but I don't think he understands it. No, um, he doesn't understand when he's lower or high. He'll just come up to me and ask for juice. There have been a few times where he surprised me, like um, in the middle of the night before his Dexcom went out off. One time he came into the room, which he never does, and asked for juice. Um, so, yeah, I think he understands it, but he doesn't know how to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um What's well, I mean? It's obviously it's a major sticking point for for his day to day life, not just mm-hmm. not just with diabetes. And I'm trying to imagine as he gets older how he's going to interact with that. Like, can he test his blood sugar? Or I he... think he will be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do think, you think yeah. he understands what's happening in any like way, no. even at his age? <laughs> no, I think it, it maybe twelve or fourteen. He'll be able to start doing that. That's me hoping he'll be able to start doing it by himself. But um, like we can't even get him to get potty trained right now. My 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 two year old's almost potty trained, but we're struggling with Asher. So okay. Um, How does that there's, manifest real life? Does he have? He's wearing diapers. Yeah, he's still wearing pull ups. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and so. It's so interesting that he can connect his like anger as an example with mm-hmm. cartoon anger on television and and it's enough to make him recite something even though he doesn't speak in sentences usually 
mm-hmm. but he's not, but he doesn't connect like the urge to go to the bathroom with going to the bathroom. Yeah. That must be incredibly I think with going to the bathroom, it's more, he is used to a routine and he doesn't like that getting changed. That's one of the things with autistic children. You tend to get them on a strict routine because they have a hard time understanding the world changing around them. I see. So that it's predictable and they know what's coming next. And so trying to switch him out of pull-ups when he's always worn pull-ups has been very difficult because he's like, I don't do it that way. I do it this way, mommy. We don't, we don't, we don't change things. Mm-hmm. So I think um, he's smart. He's just a little stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, lady, this is working for me. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how you feel yeah. about it, but I love not going into the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why. Fantastic. <laughs> Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too. But not any longer. Because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. U.S. Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. And they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service satisfaction surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1515. One four, and that eight 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 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website, it's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there: getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over one million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let US Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry. Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. InPen is an insulin pen that offers some of the functionality that you've come to expect from an insulin pump. I know you're thinking, oh, Scott, please tell me more. Well, I will. Yes, the InPen is a pen, but it also has an application that lives on your smart device. This app shows you your current glucose levels, meal history, dose history, an activity log, glucose history, active insulin remaining, a dosing calculator, and reports that you and your physician can use 
while you're trying to decide what your next step is. Well, 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 it's not just an insulin pen. Now is it? InPenToday.com. That's where you're going to find out more information and get started. If you're ready to try the InPen, just fill out the form at InPenToday.com. Or do some more reading. There's actually some videos you can check out too about the dosing calculator, the dose reminders, carb counting support, and the digital logbook. So if you want to lighten your diabetes management load, but you're not ready for an insulin pump, InPen is probably right for you. InPenToday.com. InPen also offers 24-hour technical support, hands-on product training, and online educational resources. And here's something else that you'll find at InPenToday.com that is actually very exciting. Now, this offer is for people with commercial insurance, and terms and conditions do apply. But you may pay as little as $35 for the InPen. And that's because Medtronic Diabetes does not want cost to be a roadblock to you getting the therapy you need with InPen. $35. How crazy is that? InPenToday.com. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information or to get started today, you can go to InPenToday.com. Well, um, I mean, it's interesting. Like, it makes you think about how many things you teach a child that they just do because you tell them in in the beginning until it becomes a habit for them. Except if you can't, if you can't get Asher over that leap that like, no, go do it here. He's like, eh, no, thanks. You know, it's interesting. It's insane to me because I feel like if Archer had come first and Asher second, I would have been able to catch Asher's autism so much quicker because Archer, I just watch him and he's like jumping in leaps and bounds as far as communication. He um he he's able to put his shoes on already when Asher's just now starting to like try to get dressed and put his shoes on. He's um he he talks in sentences sometimes and I feel like picks up new words every single day and he's just so on top of things mm-hmm. and Asher I look now and Archer's catching up to Asher and I'm like wow. I wish I had oh. known more, but well, I wonder <laughs> you're a new parent. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. listen, you, you don't you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we caught his. I'm I'm proud that we caught his diabetes so early. We caught it really early, but as far as autism, I really wish I could have caught it early. But I feel like we're still fighting to yeah to get him through it. So well, I, I okay. makes me wonder if one day, as Archer kind of like matures and starts doing some of the things you need Asher to do. I wonder if Asher won't be able to model it because he's seeing mm-hmm. Archer doing it. Like is Asher's that... already learning language from his brother. Okay. I know that much. He, he, I see him copying his brother a good amount. So well, that might <laughs> I was be hoping when I potty trained Archer, Asher would be like, Oh, what are you doing? But so far now, not interested. <laughs> <laughs> like dang it like, even with archer getting a little i have these little keto cookies and i give him a cookie every time he goes potty and asher loves those things i'm like look your brother's getting a cookie he's like whatever i'm still going in my you just my go pillow. to the bathroom in that toilet i'll give you anything you want um <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think maybe although i, I imagine archer is probably like in the bathroom like why always an audience when i'm in here like <laughs> 
You're like, look, buddy, look how it's going in the potty. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, now, well, gosh, is it um, is it incredibly taxing for you personally? What what part? Like all of it <laughs> what together? Part? I, I don't know, Rebecca. Your life. <laughs> <laughs> I think my husband would say yes, it is, but. <laughs> But how how do you he's, see it? You're, my support? <laughs> you're pretty young, right? Um, I am 29, so I don't feel that young anymore. But yeah, you're pretty young. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You're 29. You've got a four year old. So <laughs> I'm about to turn 30. I'm dreading it. <laughs> that, that's what you're dreading. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, because everyone's making my, my my husband and his friends joke about it all year long. It feels like they're like you turned 30 this year. <laughs> I'm like great. <laughs> Tried to tell my wife she was 50 the other day and she corrected me because she's not. She's a couple years younger than that. And I was like, what's the difference? She goes, There's a there's a lot of difference. It's the it's the it's the zero. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Trust me. It don't it don't matter. But um but but I mean seriously, like day to day, are you overwhelmed? Are you I mean, do you lie to yourself or are you just okay? You know? I feel like I will be very honest um i actually i started taking um some depression pills after all of these diagnoses so i would say that i think it's affected me quite a bit mm-hmm. um i think i handled the diabetes okay because i kind of felt in control like i had all of this technology and like if i if i am on top of things if i um if i why can i say of what you say like I'm aggressive with insulin and whatnot. I'm like, I can, I can keep his numbers down and this is something I can control because I'm blessed that he's born now with all of this technology that makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. But then he got his autism diagnosis and it just kind of felt very much out of my control. I remember that was kind of like the breaking point for me. They, they, they told me he had autism and I took him to the park and just let him play. Cause he just so adventurous loves playing all day. And I just sat on the, on the, um, there was a rock climbing wall thing that was kind of like a cave. And I just sat on top of that and cried. And Azure actually came over and actually recognized that I was sad, which he's not good at recognizing emotions. One of the time, I think that's one of the only times I can think he actually understood I was sad and came over and just hugged me. He stopped playing and just hugged me for a little bit. But it it made sense because I, I would watch. I have a friend named Anna whose son got diagnosed with diabetes a month before me. And she's she's the one who showed me her podcast. She's guided me a lot on, um, on his diabetes and helped me a lot on his diabetes. And um, I would watch her with her son who's very close to Asher's age and just compare and be like, he understands so much. She can explain to him. He understands what's going on while with Asher, um, he would get so upset while I'm trying to, with all the syringes and trying to put the Dexcom on him and the pump on him. And, um, and I hated how miserable it was making him and the fact that I couldn't explain to him I was doing it out of love for him mm-hmm. and the desire for him to stay here with me as long as he can and be healthy. Um, 
because of my efforts while he's this age. So that was the hardest part for me with his autism was just not being able to tell him, baby, I'm hurting you because I love you. Um, and so the communication with the autism has been the hardest part. That's That was the breaking point when I realized, oh, this isn't, he's not going to learn to talk in a few months. It's going to be a while. Um, do you... Do you, Rebecca, no, do you believe that he understands you? He just can't tell you he understands? Or do you think? I think he understands more than I think he does. Okay. Um, I don't think he understands his diabetes and what it is and that he's different, which I think is okay. I think it's okay. I think he's going to be oblivious a lot of the times to mm-hmm. how different he is. And that in that way, autism might be a bit of a blessing because he's like, oh, I'm just going to go play now. Um, and he's not going to notice, oh, I'm wearing these robot parts and they aren't. He's just going to be like, oh, why aren't you wearing this? Okay. And go on with his life. But um, it's just the early years that are going to be really hard on me because I can't talk to him. But I, I think I will get to talk to him at some point. <laughs> well, can you, um, are you able to communicate with him in other ways? Is he, I mean, you said he's not great with seeing other people's emotions, but can you hug him or? Yeah, you know? he loves cuddling. He understands, like, I can give him directions, be like, go get your shoes or baby, come here. We're going night, night. And a lot of that, he's come to understand just the basic every day because we've had him on a strict schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he understands what's coming next. He knows what I'm saying. Um, but then there are times where he says something from a cartoon or something and, and he says it in a correct circumstance that like, it actually makes sense. I'm like, whoa, Okay. You learned something that's awesome, baby. Good job. So it's just, it's hit or miss all day. It's full of more surprises than I think most, most parents. I know most parents get a lot of surprises on the daily, but Asher, it's, it's big leaps and bounds mm-hmm. <laughs> with the smallest things. I get to celebrate small things with him all the time. Like, oh my gosh, you just said three words yeah. together. That's awesome, baby. Good job. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> okay. Well. I don't. I'm finding this overwhelming. I'm sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> that, that's pretty unfair, isn't it? <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah, in an hour, I'm just gonna like you know, I'm taking my dog to a kennel, and you're still gonna be there with Asher, and and I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, is there any autism in either of your extended families? No, not diagnosed. Um, my husband and I think that maybe there could be like some very what's. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to word this, but not severe, not severe autism. Okay. Um, but it's not diagnosed. I think it's just that generation right before autism really became more pronounced. Mm -hmm. um, I gotcha. In, in the world. (laughs) Um, how about diabetes or other autoimmune diseases? Um, my grandpa, I don't remember. I feel like he was like 29 when he got type one diabetes. So my grandpa did, get diabetes um other than him i don't know of any other diabetes i know that according to everyone i'm pre-diabetic but i don't don't have type one mine would be type two because of the gestational diabetes right okay well hey don't give up don't give up what's that okay yeah my 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 husband's great-grandfather was diabetic i guess so it's on both sides type one there's a lot of uh, type one 
There's a lot of autoimmune diseases on my husband's side too. Not diabetes, but a lot of autoimmune diseases that are really weird ones that don't ask me to name. You don't even, yeah, you don't have examples. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm sure my husband could, do you know the one your uncle has, honey? Inkleosis. (laughs) Hold on a second. You trying to make me look foolish while I'm Googling? Inkleosis. I can't say it. Yeah, I can't say it. I got it. Is there a chat? There's a chat. Let me see if I, I can. Oh wait, type I got it. Oh, wait. It's a it's a spine disorder. Yeah, it's like I know that it kind of like all of his spine molds together over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very painful, and, and he has to like constantly stay on top of working out and stuff to keep it from getting like I'm trying to see if together. I'm trying to see if they're calling it autoimmune. And I'll say it. I'll do my best to say it in a second. Uh, <laughs> ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. That sounds. That's so how that, my husband said it. And he's usually pretty good with words. Is, so. I'm. I'm. I'm not great with words. Is both an <laughs> autoimmune type of arthritis and a chronic inflammatory disease. An autoimmune disease mm-hmm. develops in your body. Yeah, I don't need to be told what autoimmune disease is. Thanks. Uh, condition <laughs> is more common among men. Usually begins in early adulthood. Symptoms typically appear, uh, include reduced flexibility in the spine, reduces flexibility, eventually results in hunched forward posture, pain in the back and joints is also common. Interesting. Daniel actually has an autoimmune disease. I always forget because I don't, I I know he's, he doesn't like it, but I don't notice it. It's what is it, honey? Vitiligo. 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 Yeah, it's what Michael Jackson had. Yeah, no, no. We talked about it here white spots all over the place. And I don't really care. I think he's still handsome. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> So his, his skin is like he has less pigment in some places? Yeah. Okay. I feel like he's so white, though. It's not noticeable to me. So <laughs> Daniel's so white, you can't see his vitiligo? <laughs> we, my friends joke, um, you know, um, what is goodness? The vampire movie that came out when I was younger, Twilight. Okay. Edward from Twilight. A lot of my friends say that he looks like Edward he's that pale. Twilight. <laughs> he's not quite that pale, but he is pretty pale. He could definitely be Edward on Halloween. Well, <laughs> I think I think a T-shirt. I'm so white, you can't see my vitiligo. Is hilarious. <laughs> and that is pretty great. <laughs> I purposefully stopped myself because you were like, you know, the vampire movie that came out when you were when I was young. And my brain jumped to interview with a vampire. And then when you said Twilight, I was like, oh, God, I'm so much older than Rebecca. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I loved Twilight. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Did you now? I did. (laughs) I'm going to try to find out what year interview with a vampire came out because I'm feeling 1994. Oh, yeah. I'm born two years before that. And by the way, I wasn't all that young in 1994. I was, oh goodness, I was like 25, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're a bit older. I think you might be my parents' age. <laughs> really? I'm 50. Yeah. How old are your parents? They're about 50 years old. Yep. I could be your father, Rebecca. <laughs> That can't be true. Hold on a second. Did you just say you're 29? <laughs> Let me get I a pen. I'm just going to get a pen real quick. Hold on a second. 50. They put the 29 under it. Now the 9, if you carry the 1, I get 1. And then this becomes a 4. Oh. Yeah, I guess maybe I could be. <laughs> well, that's upsetting. 
Okay. <laughs> Jesus. What are you trying to bum me out? <laughs> no, that's not, I'm bummed about being 30. So. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe that I could be your father. <laughs> that's, that's so terrible. Oh, I got to give up soon, I guess, right? It's over. No. You don't think? No. I think you got a lot left. How old is the oldest person you could be the, the, the mother of? Oh, goodness. Let me think. I mean, if I, I could have had a kid pretty young. Right. But. Let's say you have a teen pregnancy. Let's say you're 15, <laughs> okay. right? And you Let's have say a baby. I'm 15. So okay. you could have a 14 year old right now. I could. How would that make you feel? I find it terrifying. Well, that's but. how I feel thinking I could be your father. <laughs> Me, it's not because, like, it's it's not because it, it would just, it's the idea of owning a t- or having a teen. That, that's the part that terrifies me. Oh, but. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea what it's like. I didn't want little girls for a reason. Yo, guess what? It's not a pleasure at all. <laughs> the whole thing's kind of uh, terrible. You say something to her and she's like, I'm not doing that. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, and then no. I don't know what to do because that's the part where my dad would have like thrown me through a wall. So I don't even know what oh. to say. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. You're just How not going to do this. it. <laughs> Please do it. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to say. What's next? I mean, oh, when no. reasoning, when I, I mean, look at the world. When reasoning doesn't work, we pretty much jump right to war. And so mm-hmm. I don't know what the, like, what's I would have been grounded pretty quick on that. Yeah. But how does that even happen? <laughs> like, I'm not going to let her go to school or do her homework or I don't know. The whole thing's a, I'm not going to let mess. her go to school when she's been out of school for like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She basically hasn't been in school for high school. I can't wait until she gets to college and she's like, oh my God, every day. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, all right. Let's go back to you for a second. Did the, you felt depressed, and then you tried. What did they give you? Um, oh goodness! I like Let how me... you don't quite know the name of anything, Rebecca. I, I don't. You're like my I husband's. I feel like there's so thing. much on my brain. I don't. I some things. I'm just like, yeah, that can go. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I I find it kind of delightful. You're like my husband has an autoimmune disease. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, what's that thing called? Vita what? Vita who? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's handsome. Don't worry about it. Um, So anyway, so you're on something. Did it help? Yeah, it's Zoloft. Zoloft. That's what it is. Yeah, it's when I I was very weary about going on on pills because they scare me. I feel like I saw a lot of friends like turn pretty, turn bad on pills. So it scared me. But she said that this was the least, had the least amount of side effects and was the safest one it's working for she, you she can yeah she said she can give it to pregnant mom so she's like i feel like this is good and i've been a lot better on it good um much better and my husband whenever i snap on him or i'm like crying over dumb things he's like did you take your pill <laughs> first i would like to ask it isn't it funny it's just like with diabetes like are you low i don't want to yell if you're low uh-huh. <laughs> but if you took the pill, I don't know what to say all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> if you took the pill, then I know that um, you're actually mad and I'm scared. But. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God. Oh, my gosh. Um, this seems like a no-brainer question, but let me just ask it anyway. Any plans on having more children? No. I might adopt. I really want to adopt. It's just I feel like I need to get Asher in a place where 
um, it's, it's a little easier on me and him before we look into adopting. And then some more difficult questions. Do you, mm-hmm. um, I mean, diabetes is one of those things where I think parents' minds race ahead. Like what happens when they go to college or get married or, oh, right? Yeah. But autism, I would imagine is it, that times a million. Yeah. I feel like I struggled a lot with the fact that I was worried I might have a kid in the house forever. Um, I feel like I've reached a point where I think he's going to be very independent and go off on his own at some time. Um, I think he'll need a guiding hand sometimes, but I'm mom. I'm always, he, I'm always a call away. I don't know. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. As far as that goes. Tell me more um, about that concern. Is it a concern that, I'll be 133 years old and my 60 year old will be living with me kind of feeling, or is it, is it a feeling like your life won't get to move on or his life won't get to move on? Or like, what's the real, what's the fear? I feel like it makes me sound so selfish, but my life, <laughs> Yeah, no. I was, I was very independent, very adventurous and, um, and, um, a go getter. I loved, I was, I was valedictorian and, join the military and work three jobs to get through school. Like I was always very active and I've had to be a stay at home mom for my kids and I'm learning the blessings in that, but I, it's not easy for me at all. You feel I'm, like you're I'm giving a, very, a lot away. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'm adventurous and I'm, I'm, I know I tell myself that like when they're like 12 and above, we can go on adventures together. But I'm having a, I am having <laughs> a very hard time at this age. <laughs> Would you like some some stark truths from my life that might? Oh be- <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> Everything you hope for the future doesn't happen. <laughs> I feel like I've learned that already. But but. <laughs> but but here's the good news: if you just accept that, it really does get easier. It turns out that the problem <laughs> is with the. <laughs> Ready? Let's just, it's hope that kills you, Rebecca. <laughs> I know. There's, okay, there's a, what is it, Pandora's box? You know that story? Hope was the only thing left in the box. And I remember I, I majored in English and I remember having to write a paper on whether I thought that was because hope was good and didn't need to be released. Or if it was um, there to everything torture else, Or hope was so bad that one thing got left from the box of all these terrible things because it was like, it was too bad to let loose. Right. I was like, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well he, so the taking the, I was going to say joking aside, I'm not joking, but it, let, me, let me give it better context, <laughs> I guess. So I became a stay-at-home father in 2000. Okay. Now we all know that was 22 years ago. My God, when you were seven years old. Um, but okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and it happened for us, like not a plan. So we were married and uh, then we noticed we were pregnant. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then we noticed there was going to be a baby. And, you know, during the pregnancy, it became one of our jobs. Uh, it fell to me to go look into daycares. And mm-hmm. so after, because I worked more locally I would come home in the afternoon to go check out daycare centers. And one day I just came home to Kelly and I was like, I really don't want to put the baby in daycare. It made me feel like we were kenneling it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hadn't even met the baby yet. And I was already like looking for a place to like put it. And um, 
And that seemed kind of wrong to me. It made me make this outlandish statement to my wife. I was like, you should stay home with the baby when the baby comes. Now, um, if you could have gone back 22 years and met us, you would know that Kelly was our only hope for decent income. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, saying that she should not work was sort of, I mean, she laughed directly at me when I told her. Uh, she's <laughs> like, how? She's like, I think she said, if I quit my job, we're going to live in a trailer like somewhere like in a swamp or something like that. I forget how she put it exactly, because that's what you're going to be able to afford, which I found emasculating, but uh, point taken, she was right. And um, then she said, I think you'd be a great stay at home dad. Why don't you stop working and stay home with the baby? And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, <laughs> you're young and you're just like, whatever. Like, all right, that makes sense. Um, I think in the end, the swing was like $900 back then. Like, you know what I mean? We lost 900 bucks for me quitting my job every month, which was wow. just not very much back then. You, you know, like it was just mm -hmm. like, we we're like, oh, whatever. And so, and you start doing the other bills and you're like, well, geez, by the time you take out gas and me going to lunch and like, you know, this might be a break even, we might be able to do this. So baby comes, here comes Cole. And now I handle it in a very... um kind of functional way like i'm like treating him like a like a project or a job or something that has to happen right and i'm just doing the things and i was pretty miserable for a while because i kept thinking about all the stuff that i wanted to do with my life that seemed like there was no possible way i was ever going to do now and um it wasn't until i made kind of the conscious decision to find joy in being his dad that that stuff stopped mattering. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that I had had all these, like, I mean, call them dreams, but that's the wrong word. I had all these ideas of things that I thought would be great to do. And they seemed like possibilities to me, which was great. So because they seemed tangible, it felt like I lost them. But in truth, I wasn't any of those things that I thought I wanted to be or try or do. They were just they were just out in front of me kind of like a carrot on a stick. Like, oh, maybe you could write a book or maybe you could do this. And suddenly you're raising a baby and you can't do any of that. Like, you know, mm -hmm. none of that's happening. Um, and then when I made his happiness or his accomplishments or our accomplishments together my goal, then suddenly I was, I was actually reaching my goals. It was actually better than hoping to be a thing that I probably was never going to be anyway. Because I could actually do those things, and it was helping him. And so when I found joy in being a stay-at-home dad, I was able to let go of that feeling that I'd lost something. That makes I sense. Like that. You know? No, it does. I've had like someone um, here recently said something that gave me a lot of peace. Um, we're in the You'll be dead soon, Rebecca. Oh no! <laughs> but um we're in the process of selling our home and I had to travel up to Pennsylvania to look for our next home while Daniel stayed here with the kiddos. And then when I went up there, our realtor, my mother-in-law, she loves talking and she was telling our realtor our story over the past few years, which has been kind of crazy. Um, and we're believers. And she's like, it was crazy the way things lined up. Like God had everything in order and um, she told her our testimony, and then the lady looked at me. She's like, I hope you know it's very clear that you're doing something right. 
you're living right. And it just kind of like put me at peace. And like, you know, I'm, I don't like being a stay at home mom, but I'm doing the right thing for my kids and the right thing for my husband. And, um, well, and I'm seeing the blessings as a result of that. So. Yeah, no, that's lovely. Um, do you, does Asher travel well? Like, does he like date outings and things like that? Are they difficult or are they pretty easy? Um, he loves going places. For you, I mean, though. Um, uh, for me, not really, because that's something you can learn from autism. He a lot of the questions on like surveys and stuff I had to fill out was like. Does it seem like your kid is deaf sometimes? Do you say his or her name and they just don't seem to hear you um, and you think they might be deaf? And I knew Asher wasn't deaf, but I'm like, yeah, definitely. Because I'll say his name over and over and he's just in a whole other dimension or something. Yeah. And um, and it's because they just are so one track brained and just so zoned in on one thing i feel like that's why a lot of autistic a lot of geniuses have had autism because they're so good at focusing on one thing thing. but when we go out places Mm -hmm. that zoning out is so stressful because he can just zone out on something and he's gone (laughs) and i've got a handle i literally had a nightmare like two nights ago about having to go save one son who is about to get hit by a car, but leave Asher who doesn't listen and doesn't like, can't hear me. And I'm probably going to lose him the moment I let go of him. And it just really, it just shows what an anxious person I am. That stupid nightmare drives me nuts. Um, But (laughs) it's really hard just because he doesn't hear me and it's not like he's ignoring me. Mm -hmm. He's just, in another world. So it's tough. Full I, of know, wonder. <laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, I regretted saying, does Asher travel well? Because I felt like I was categorizing him like a, I don't know, like a egg salad sandwich. <laughs> like, like, does he hold up throughout the day? Um, you know, but I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I just meant no. like, can you go out and be adventurous just on a different level? But at the moment, it's not easy for you. Yeah, it's not easy. I try. I got like a Sky Zone membership for them for a little while and we'd go there and play. It just needs to be like a controlled a controlled area that I can keep tabs on him. Like an indoor playground or a gate I always go to the gated parks and stuff for them to play. Like give me a second. Archer, honey, put that back, please. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. That's all right. You got your weed? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the process. Our appraiser is coming in today. So I have decorations out that I don't always put out. And he, of course, was touching them. And that's why I don't always put them out. I can't believe you're like moving again. And, and, yeah. you, and you buy homes. So you're. Well, Okay. This one we're hoping is a permanent move for a little while, right. <laughs> at least. This this home we thought was going to be for a little while, but this home we bought before Asher got diabetes and autism and all these things. Okay. And we don't know anyone here, and we just want a support group. So we're moving back to um, where my husband and I met, where his parents live, and where his best friend live, and we have our Some church people. and just people so idea. that maybe I can actually go on a date with my husband sometime and, like, and um, actually be able to have him. I, I went to urgent care here 
recently and and he couldn't go with me he had to stay with the kids i'm like so we're like we want people nearby that can learn about asher's disease his grandparents can learn about it his best friend can learn about it that way if anything ever happens to us he has someone to go to right oh that makes sense i and i know that feeling of like you know, I think it's it's called divide and conquer, but it, it, in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. It's like you do yeah. this, I'll do that. You know, you stop this from burning down, I'll stop this from flooding, and <laughs> I'll see you later tonight. And you you kind of move in different directions. I mean, listen, it's it's hard. What the right way? I feel like I feel like people would expect me to be like trying to be uplifting to you, but I don't think there's any reason to bullshit with you, Rebecca. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, things aren't great. Military, you can be honest to me. (laughs) Things aren't exactly rosy. You know what I mean? Brutally honest. It's okay. (laughs) But I think there's a way to. I think there's a way to live that life, um, because you're obviously going to. I mean, what is Mm -hmm. the alternative? You're going to go to the mall and not come home, right? Like, there's no other like. (laughs) Have you considered that, by the way? <laughs> like, <laughs> I joked to my husband about yeah. it. Like, okay, babe, I'm going to the grocery store. I gotta go get scratchers I, I and cigarettes. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see ya. Uh, but, but I think there, I do think there's a way to live like really well I- yeah. inside of these things. It's just it's just a mindset, really, and it's not mm-hmm. similar to the one you had when you were 23, and you were like, I'll probably get married and we'll just like do cool stuff and me and the kid and the husband will jump off a mountain together and it's gonna it well, just... just to like show you the type of person i was and still am somewhere in there um my like 10-year goal was to major in english and then go teach for a few years because i got a grant for teaching and mm-hmm. um in alaska for two years because I needed two years of experience in teaching to go teach at an international school overseas in Thailand. And I intended to move every few years from one country to the next teaching English. Um, Cause I love traveling. So (laughs) were you going to take your husband with you or what was the plan there? I did it. I did it plan on a husband. (laughs) (laughs) I fell in love and um, completely changed that plan, which is okay. (laughs) <laughs> look at you talking you're like it's fine don't worry everything i mean i'm looking back at him because i feel like at the beginning of our marriage it it caused some issues but no i i, 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 definitely, I love my husband <laughs> i definitely know my wife didn't want to get married and i'm not certain she loves me so it's not even like that good for her like we've been together a really long time you know i what hope I mean? daniel does i love him yeah. but. <laughs> but yeah my, my wife said she used to uh think about her life as uh she wanted to live in an apartment in New York City with white furniture. That's how she would put it. <laughs> white furniture? I think that was her way of saying, like, I by already, herself. I literally said Daniel a white couch the other day, and I was like, I wish I could have this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, Rebecca. <laughs> I cannot. It's not going to be white anymore, that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> does, your new, does the new house have a little ground outside? It does. Good. It does. Uh, uh, I almost didn't look at the new house because the pictures showed just like this miniature space out back. I'm like, it looks like it has no yard. But I'm happy I went because there was like a whole lot to the left of the house that was a very big space. Um, that was perfect. Place where, where the kids going to be play. the first thing we're going to do. We're going to fence it in. Yeah. And I keep saying I want to get the boys a playground so that we can all just hang out outside. Right. Or you could but, release them outside. And then, yeah, release. And Go then play. drink and see how that goes with your 
depression medication. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do we're, that. We're gonna get yeah. a dog. Oh, that's, miss, you know what? That's what you need, Rebecca. Dog. Rebecca, you yeah. need more things to take care of. You should definitely get a dog. I love a dog. Right. Oh my goodness. My parents bought me one when I was 16 after a really bad breakup because I'm an emotional wreck all the time, apparently, in life. And, and that dog was like a therapist therapy dog for me oh, that's he's nice. my baby make sure it has no health issues please yeah don't even real. get one that like itches i'm gonna get one he's gonna have diabetes <laughs> yeah. oh, your, your dog will definitely get diabetes its leg will fall <laughs> off it'll need you to carry it somewhere it'll oh, wear a diaper no. you know like yeah yeah you'll be like oh this is fine i know how to do all this <laughs> don't worry um wow this is uh it's interesting because you are so new to all of this that um you you almost don't know what you're doing yet anyway. But yeah. it's, it's interesting to hear you feeling your way through it, you know. Learning. Maybe I maybe I help a parent by that's working through the whole autism diagnosis thing cuz there. I will say something I didn't know. Um there are schools in every single state that are early intervention schools that are free from the state for autistic children okay. or just special needs children. How do you find them? that? I stumbled upon it, but um, I looking up in Pennsylvania, I looked up early intervention schools and um, what was another search that I did for that? Um, special needs schools for young children. Um, yeah, there were a ton of resources online when I Googled that for Pennsylvania since we're moving up there now. I see it early intervention programs. I, I just Googled early intervention services. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it comes up for like every state. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. In every state. <laughs> well, we did something good then if we got that information. Yeah. Um, something I stumbled upon it by pure luck, but yeah. maybe someone else can hear this and be like, "Oh, yay! So that's helpful." You said on <laughs> online, there's there are there communities. Um, I mean, are you in my Facebook group as an example? I am in your diabetes. Facebook group. Yeah. And there are autism like Facebook groups. I actually deleted all of my social media though for my mental health and it's helped a lot. So <laughs> I can't direct people to a, a good Facebook group for autism anymore. Tell but. me, tell me about that a little bit. So you were finding community online, but something about being online wasn't good for you. I just feel like since COVID and like the election and everything, everything has gotten so toxic on social media that it just ended up stressing me out every, every day that I got on social media and looked, it's like someone's lashing at someone who has an opinion on something and um, just seeing all the hate was really discouraging to me Mm -hmm. and just seeing all the crap that's going on in the world. When I feel like I'm dealing with all this crap in my own life, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and delete this. <laughs> and I have been a lot better since I deleted it. Good for you. Um, and my husband likes it too. So he's like, oh, my wife's actually paying attention to me and not scrolling through Facebook. So, <laughs> <laughs> Honey, honey, honey. Well, have you not found, have you not found Wordly? Wordly? What's that? I don't know. It's this thing that I see my wife doing. You're feeling like you get like oh, is it a game? I think you get. It, I think it's like on the New York Times website, if I'm not mistaken. But I guess you get. All right, let me see if I can understand. I think you get up. six opportunities to spell a five letter word, and within that, you have to. So the oh god, how bad I am. Wordle at is it word? It wordle. looks like Wordle. Yeah, like Wordle, L E. Okay. Um. So. Uh. 
it's one of those like games again. I forget what was the one that came out. It was like a bunch of numbers that looked just like this, and I was obsessed with it and played it nonstop. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that I have not played this, and I'm not going to load it because I can tell it will be a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't look at it. Um, but yeah, you're like Kelly. 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 She's wait. I'm trying to find a five letter word. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I married you. I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> Can can we speak four or five letter words come, to each come other? Come back to me, please. Yeah, yeah. Or that, or she just likes like there's like this Tetrisy kind of game. She's like, this is very relaxing. We just putting shapes together, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I understand. Like it, it, it is. I mean, there's so much good online, and there is. but there's so much of what you described, and sometimes it's hard. It's like you're walking a path trying to get to the good stuff, yeah. and you've got to dodge in and out of everything else, and. It is. Well, I'm also I'm also a people pleaser in the sense of I was in direct sales and I feel like it made me very popular. Got me a lot of ladies who love just messaging me and love my life. And that was good. That mm-hmm. was beautiful. I loved I loved spending time and meeting new people that way. But it got really overwhelming because I felt like I had to respond to literally everyone. And, yeah. Um, oh, you have that pressure. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So I used to feel like you know, my my Facebook group is huge and. I used oh, to yeah. feel like, like I used to feel like, oh my god, like what do I, like, am I supposed to answer all these? Like, how would I do that? And then, and then I was able to let go of that, but mm-hmm. I got lucky because the group can kind of like help itself, and you know, but I know yeah. the pressure. There's a pressure. You're like, well, somebody asked, like I'm tagged in something. It's almost like it's almost like somebody texting you, and you're not answering them. You're like, they're expecting an answer. Like, I, I, you know, if I'm open to being tagged in something, then I should follow through. And mm-hmm. it, it does get overwhelming. I found, though, that keeping online simple, uh, my first rule on the Facebook page is, uh, I'm going to read it to you. It says, be nice, be helpful, be human. Treat yeah. people the way you would hope to be treated. If you break the rules, then I'm going to have to kick you, and I don't want to be involved in bullshit. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I really just like, you know, I'm like, oh, God, just please don't make me, I don't want to be involved. Don't make me <laughs> yeah. be mean. Yeah. <laughs> Like, stop. Like, there are people who know me well who are like, sometimes you post something, and the way I read it is it says, will you all just leave me alone? <laughs> and uh, it's just a, it's a strange uh, thing. But it's tough because it. It, it gives and takes, you know? And Yeah. But if it's if it's bad for you, then it's bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was okay until Asher got sick. Did Bluey stop, honey? What's up? Hi. He finally reached his limit. He's like, Archer's like, you're done, lady. It's over now. <laughs> tell the guy goodbye. Well, it, it, that's fine. Rebecca, tell me, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to? Um, I don't think so, no. Did, you were okay with this? I think I hit it all. Yeah, I cool. think I hit all the, the key points. <laughs> Good. Well, then we. I will let you go find out what's up with Blue's Clues. Is that what I'm talking about? Bluey. Bluey? Yeah, it's really cute, honestly. Just sit and watch. The episodes are super short on Disney Plus, and I think you'll get a kick out of it because you're a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> I, I like that you say you don't like it, but you're like, this Bluey is good. It's good watching, Scott. It, you should- no, it literally, I will happily sit and watch this with my kids. How do I spell Bluey? Honey, what's wrong? Oh, he did honey, find I think the it paused. No, oh, it paused. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's very cute. Like, there are episodes of him, like, the dad taking his kids to, like, take out or something. And um, and he's telling them, don't play with that. 
don't pee in the bush. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's like totally stressing out. <laughs> and the lady comes out with his takeout and she's like, just give it a few minutes. I'll bring the rest of it out in a minute. And the kids are like, what does that mean? Daddy's like, go play in the water. <laughs> really cute. I'm glad you like it. I think you're going to like more of this as time passes. You're going to be like, I, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I could probably sing the theme songs to every TV show that was popular for kids when my kids were little. <laughs> but, and you wouldn't have no idea what I was talking about. Like, like Roly Poly Oli. Oh my gosh. No, I know Roly Poly right? Oli. I know, I know OG Blues Clues, right? With Steve, like not this other person who you think is in it. It's not really. You realize um, that because I could be your daughter, I probably know all of those. <laughs> I, I, I because I was the age that I knew them. <laughs> I once went to a uh, a live staging of Bear in the Big Blue House. What do you think of that? That is awesome. No, it's and not. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not awesome. I'm so jealous. Are you really? Uh, I loved Bear in the Big Blue House. We didn't have TV, so we only got to watch it when we went to our grandparents' house, and that was one I always wanted to watch. Wait a minute, they didn't let you have TV. No, we grew up in Idaho and we played outside all day in bare feet. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't have TV. I don't even know how to like process that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you just said I was abused as a child. <laughs> no, we had VHS tapes, but like it got you didn't. You only watched them like a few times and you were done. So we spent most of our time playing. How many states have you lived in? Do you know? Um, I okay, goodness, born in Hawaii. Okay. Moved to Texas, grew up in Idaho, moved to Pennsylvania, lived in Oregon for a little while, went back to Pennsylvania, went to Virginia for a few years, ended up in Maryland, then went to Georgia, then went to Pennsylvania again, then Maryland again, now Virginia, and I'm going back to Pennsylvania. So, you're gonna, <laughs> so you, that was 13 different homes. <laughs> Three times in Pennsylvania, twice in Maryland. Is that right? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. lived in, is that 10 different states then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. A I, lost lot. I was it using my fingers. I, I'm so, <laughs> I, if you all saw me with my fingers just now, you'd be, you'd probably be sad for yourself that you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> oh, like, I was <laughs> enjoying listening to you do math on your age. I wasn't going to interrupt you because oh I found gosh. it quite humorous. I just I can't <laughs> believe how old I am. All right, Rebecca, get the hell out of You're bumming me out. And so, <laughs> and you're making me feel good because you're, you're, um, I'm a hot mess express. Yeah, but you seem okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that really is the thing I took better. away from it. <laughs> I've been better. Well, yeah, hell. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I've been better than I was. <laughs> oh, oh, you're like, you're getting better. But yes, I have been better. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. I mean, at least in Hawaii, you were born in Hawaii, huh? Yeah. That sounds nice. All I remember is the cockroach. So that's Wait. the only memory I have of Hawaii. <laughs> so it's not as nice as I I wish more. No, my first memory was mom because they were military and we were in military housing. And I remember going up the stairs with mom and mom saw this huge cockroach and like turned into spider woman and ended up in a corner holding onto the railing, like standing up on it somehow yelling for my dad. That's you, my first memory. Are you telling me that the people that I was counting on to to protect the country are afraid of cockroaches? Because that's... <laughs> Apparently, yeah. You're breaking down my I'm entire. I'm terrified of spiders, and yeah. I was in the military, so yeah. yeah. You're breaking down my whole construct of my safety. 
So, um, <laughs> so you're saying that like a foreign country would just have to show up with a bunch of cockroaches and spiders, and we'd lose a war immediately. You know, I think we might. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Everything's fine, Rebecca. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, listen. I, keep your head down. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, normally I'd be like, what's our takeaway here? But our takeaway is just that you're laughing. And I think that's good. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, I really appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Did you have a good time? I did. I enjoyed myself. I like talking. So (laughs) that's perfect. Then you're perfect. It's nice nice talking to someone that's an adult. So (laughs) yeah, no kidding. All right. Hold on one second. A huge thanks to one of our sponsors, InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. Don't forget to go to InPenToday.com to get started with the InPen. I'd also like to thank US Med and remind you to go to USMed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check. And of course, we want to thank Rebecca for coming on the show and sharing her life and her story with us. If you're into helping people, especially people with type 1 diabetes, I'd like to ask you to go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. When you get there, fill out the survey completely and you've helped somebody. All you need to be is a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1. t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Join the registry complete the survey, help someone with type 1 diabetes, help yourself perhaps, and support the Juice Box podcast. You will do all of this in the fewer than 10 minutes that it will take to go to that link and complete the survey. The survey is very simple. You'll know all the answers to all the questions. It is also HIPAA compliant and completely anonymous. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to all of the sponsors and to T1D Exchange. When you take the time to click on my links or to type them in a browser, you're telling the sponsors that you came from the Juicebox podcast, and that is a wonderful way to support the show. Are you looking for a vibrant and intelligent community around diabetes? Look no farther than the Facebook page the private Facebook page for the Juicebox Podcast. It's called Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. The group has over 28,000 members, and those members are responsible for between 70 and 110 new posts every day on the Facebook page. Every conceivable conversation around diabetes is happening at Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. You're going to see great questions, thoughtful answers, and supportive people. No matter if you're an adult living with type 1 diabetes or the caregiver of someone with type 1, this group is for you. Doesn't matter if you eat low carb or high carb or somewhere in between, your questions and thoughts are welcome on our Facebook page. I hope you check it out. 
Last little bit, if you're looking for the Diabetes Pro Tip series or the Defining Diabetes series or any of the other multitude of series that exist within the podcast, you can find them in a number of ways. They are at juiceboxpodcast.com. They are at diabetesprotip.com. And if you belong to the private Facebook group, you can find them listed in the featured tab. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider sharing it with someone else. That helps the podcast grow more than anything. Word of mouth is definitely how the show has become what it is. If you have already shared it with everybody you can think of, and you've bought an Omnipod or a Dexcom or supported one of the other sponsors, you've done the T1D Exchange survey, and now you're looking for another way to give back to the podcast, super simple. A five-star rating and a thoughtful review in whichever audio app you listen in would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.